This is the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Achieving your dream retirement is a lot like making the big leagues. To achieve your dreams, you need great coaches. Each week, Greg and Danny share insights to help you reach your financial goals and achieve your retirement dreams. Now, the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Coach Danny, Coach Greg, good to see you guys. How are you? Good. Here we are. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Danny? I'm 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 all right. I, I like the Coach Danny thing, so I'm, I might yeah. uh, have my intro change to that. Maybe address me as Coach. No, never mind. It's yeah. for another yeah. podcast. But I'm doing fantastically well. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. All right. I don't know where to go from there. Let's just move on. I'm just but, hey, <laughs> you said you said Coach I, Danny. I, you're right. I brought nice. it up. It's my fault. I like, I like it that. Is my I like that. Thank you for being here. Uh, we, we have a lot of fun every week when we get together and we do these. And if you're just finding the podcast, what you're going to get out of this are some great tips and tricks to get through retirement, to get to retirement. And the best way is to make sure that the money you do save for retirement works the best way possible for you in retirement. So we're going to get to some of that stuff today. Please go ahead, hit that subscribe, like, follow button, whichever one you have there so you don't miss an episode when it comes out. We're starting a series this week, and and the series begins with talking about some marital stuff. But you know, in order to get married, you got to meet people, guys. Mm-hmm. And mm. you know, I, I remember, honest to goodness, I remember twenty years ago when the first dating apps came out. Everybody's kind of laughing and poo pooing about it, right? Do you know how many people meet on dating apps these days? Yeah. It's crazy. It's real. Yeah. Um, however, I wanted to run this by you, since it involves money. Did you know that there are apps out there for those who just want to find somebody with a packed vault <laughs> just for rich people? Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. A company called Washington City Paper has released a list of the top 10 luxury dating apps. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but here are some of the highlights. There's Elite Meets Beauty, also Millionaire Love and Elite Singles. These are men who earn more than $250,000 a year. Uh, may want to try one called Secret Benefits. I'm uh, just saying. Um, <clears throat> there's also one out there called Seeking. And that app allows you to search users strictly by their net worth. Ah, Looks are not important, I guess, when you hit a certain dollar amount. That that yeah. is what that tells me right there. So yeah. this is this is not well, farmers dot com, is it? No, no, no. Yeah, looks don't matter. Or, except I like how your vault looks. Yeah. I mean, but hey, bravo, you know, to the uh, creators of those apps because I bet the people who are signing up for them are, you know, just. So if I'm, a, if I'm a rich dude who who wants to get on one of these apps, I have to put out my net worth. Pardon the pardon the pun on put out, but I mean, <laughs> I, have to, I have to put out my net put out there my net worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and but, you know they're not asking for tax returns. I don't think I, I didn't go on any of them. Yeah, I don't um, I didn't either. to research. So just want to put that out there. But you know you don't have to put your tax return. I can put down. I, I make three hundred thousand dollars a year, and you might not know it until the first date, and we go to a restaurant that. Well, that might uh, that might get you on elite singles, Danny, but not on millionaire love. You got to have more than that. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Elite singles, not millionaire love. Yeah. Why, why do I feel like within a year or two, millionaire love is actually going to be a show on Fox? Could be. I just see it because coming, it sounds right? like a. It yeah, sounds right. like a yeah, show. absolutely. I can see it. 
Oh, man. Well, I just thought I'd throw that out there. So for those of you looking to meet somebody that is already able to give you the lifestyle you're looking for, check out one of those apps. So what we're doing here is uh, with this episode today, we're we're kicking off a three-part series called Navigating Major Life Events. And we're going to go from the dating apps to our first topic today, which is tips for newly married couples. Another list that I wish had been around. When I got married years ago. Amen. What are you guys talking about here, Danny? Well, I'd like to put this out there because uh, I've been married. It'll be 14 years this year. And a lot of these things on the list we stumbled into later on. uh, And had we had actually done it at the beginning, I think we wouldn't have had so many uh, late late night conversations, I'll call them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, but... The first tip I think is paramount for any newlyweds. And I think you should be doing this prior to even getting married. If you're dating, you're considering uh, getting married is how is your communication? And when you are looking at someone you think you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you know, you have stars in your eyes and everything is good. They can do no wrong. I would uh, really suggest you spend some time having conversations about money. And not just about what you guys want out of life, but talk about memories they had growing up about money, you know, because that tells a lot about a person and their spending habits. Talk about their money habits. Look at their money habits as you're dating. Are they a saver? Do they like to spend a lot? Do they emotionally have problems and, you know, they go on a shopping binge? Like all of those things are important, but talk about it beforehand because one of the biggest reasons for divorce nowadays is money. They have different ideologies about money. And if you are not upfront, if you are not talking about it, if you're not, you don't realize that you guys are on the same team and you are open and honest and you trust each other with the conversations you're having, you're probably going to have a lot of problems when it comes to money. So first thing on that list is having communication, open lines of communication. So you don't run into problems and down the line like I did. Yeah, that's that's important. Communication, understanding, setting uh, really a foundation for uh, how you're going to approach life together as it relates to money. Because that uh, the article also talked about 35 percent of couples attribute stress in their relationships to financial issues. And we see it in the clients that we help Uh, going down the list some more setting goals. If you set goals together. And you got a common objective, whether that's you know, buying real estate or uh, even travel or retirement age, uh, amount of money you want in retirement, uh, then both partners can kind of get on board with something and be committed to pursuing it. And following that is really creating that budget, not just a household budget, but also uh, savings, savings planning and getting mutually agreed upon priorities. I find uh, even in my own experiences and with clients, that's really when couples get sideways, when priorities are different. One person has their priority, other person has uh, their priority, and they don't meet or match. And uh, you can really get to a goal probably a lot faster if you work together. So setting goals and creating Mm. budgets are things that we recommend. And pivoting off that is, Really working on setting up your financial foundation for your house. And what does that mean? 
you know, identifying your assets, uh, taking a look at your debts, you know, begin to come up with a plan to reducing debt. If you uh, have some, a lot of individuals who are getting married now, some of the younger, you know, your 20 somethings, you might have college debt and things of that nature. You know, is there a plan to pay uh, college debt? And are you talking about honestly how much you owe, you know, so the person knows when you're going in, but, you know, building an emergency fund. That that's something else. You know, what's the plan for saving? You know, so you really want to kind of set the foundation for your financial house. But like Greg said, you know, you working together, you're a team. And I think sometimes money divides individuals. You know, I've even sat and I've met with couples who have completely different finances, a set of finances. And, you know, uh, she has her accounts here. He has his accounts there. And they kind of work their way back to the middle somehow to kind of take care of the household things. But they haven't even co-mingled or co-joined, you know, any of their um, funds. And so they're still separate with that. And so you want to make sure that you're working together to kind of set up your financial foundation for your home, because, once you get married, all of that stuff becomes yours. You know, it's all together. So, yeah, I was going to ask you about that um, because I know that I think that's a trend along uh, among a lot of younger folks yeah. is to keep their money separated. And I'm wondering, I, I'm not sure where that happened or started because, you know, people of my generation, we've always had our mm-hmm. yeah. stuff. Frankly, I do better when my wife well, handles the money. The way- <laughs> and, I, and I think it's it's younger people, but it's also second marriages uh, when you're older, mm. too. I think people who marry and they're already established, you you come to the table with more than you did if you were you know early 20s. And so you want to kind of maintain what you've been doing uh, from a planning perspective. I always encourage couples to let's plan together. Not telling you to get joint checking accounts, mm. but let's at least plan for retirement together. Uh, that way, you know, you both can kind of enjoy that 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 time on your own terms. But I do see that a lot, Bill, where where finances are are separate in a house. And and I think that may partly be uh, to the fact that divorce rates are so high. So people come in, you know, with a thought in the back of their head, you know, as in this might not work out. And if it doesn't, then I might need to protect myself. And part of doing that is kind of keeping some my money, my money and off to the side. And yeah. again, yeah. communication is vital for the things like that. You want to be able to talk about it openly uh, and be able to trust that your partner is going to be able to handle what you have to say and how you feel. Right. Yeah, that's a shame. All, all joking aside that, you know, mm-hmm. what you just said about going into it, thinking it might not work out. That's just that's kind of sad, really. Yeah. But I guess yeah. it's a fact of life. I mean, look, I'm on my second marriage. Yeah. My last or my last marriage, as I like to put it. Me too. Um, <laughs> Me three. Oh my God. But I never Ooh. went into the first one thinking it wasn't going to work. I don't want to talk about why I went into the first one. That's not yeah, that's, uh, that's not on the list, Danny. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> so so next up is setting a minimum threshold for big expenses. And uh, I know I've been guilty of this in the past. You come home with a big ticket purchase that you didn't discuss that could cause problems. And so this this is on the list. And it talks about the fact that uh, each person should have latitude to make individual spending decisions, but it should be reasonable and agreed to. And large expenditures should only be made once both spouses consent. And that just gives respect. It goes back to that. Mm. Hey, we're on the same page. We're marching down the same path, but agreeing to purchase to, to whatever that 
a per purchase amount or limit is uh, should be a mutual decision. And then along yeah, that, 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 I'm sorry, I jump in, but yeah. that always cracks me up. Like those commercials you see at Christmas, where oh, the guy God. surprises his wife with a big red <laughs> ribbon on a seventy thousand dollar car, right. brand well, new. Like, she didn't know. It's like, brand yeah, new. right. Like, like, like he's surprising her with it. Look what I did, honey. Must be nice. Must be nice. I'm sorry, I don't so, mean to derail no, you, but I was you're, just thinking you're about you're that. right. That's along those lines. And then <laughs> the the next one says set up regular meetings. Um, and, and that helps to kind of avoid those surprises or, or other things that come up. But if you're meeting once or twice a month about finances, budgeting, big expenses or just any upcoming expenses or, or changes in circumstances, that's helpful. And it keeps everybody involved and uh, on the same page. And with setting up, you know, those regular meetings, one thing that you need to understand as newlyweds is you as a person will evolve and change. And so will your lifestyle. And so you will need to update and revise the plan that you have for your life. You know, and when you start out, it may just be you two and you guys might be in a one bedroom apartment. But as you grow, maybe you want children, you move to a bigger place and things of that nature. So your life your plan for your life needs to change. You need to talk about those changes. You know, and that's why having those regular meetings where you sit down and you go through your finances, you go through the changes that are coming up. And uh, you can take a look at them before they happen. You, you make adjustments and, you know, nobody is uh, offended because plans were made without them. And I think that's the bigger thing about updating and revising your plan is you don't want to do things by you're no longer an individual. You know, you, you're coming together. You're together. You, you want to, as best as possible, make decisions that concern the both of you together. And you're not leaving the other partner out, you know, even with just mentioning, you know, it to them, whether they want to hear it or not. There's sometimes I talk to my wife about some of the things that, you know, we're doing financially and she'll, okay, I, I, I got it, hon. And, and, you know, I don't know why you're really telling me this or whatever. So, well, because this is kind of what he agreed to. And, you know, this is the plan, but I want her to know that I respect her opinion enough to allow her to know what's going on financially with our house. Sometimes whether she wants to look at the credit card bills or not, they're like, hey, uh, these aren't my charges. And so, you know, we've got to pull that kind of stuff in. But updating and revising the plan for your life, you know, will go a long way with um, helping you guys build trust and communication uh, as your relationship grows as well. And the last one would be all else fails. Uh, seek professional advice. Um, you don't have to have all the answers, but it's good to know somebody who does and just as in marriage, uh, you would want to seek marriage advice if you were having marriage problems or you needed to open the lines of communication financially if you guys are having problems. And this is one of the things I have found that has been helpful, whether it be the husband or the wife. Usually sometimes they're having a hard time getting a point across to the other spouse and we'll come to the table. We'll sit. We'll talk about it. And I, I'll agree with one of the spouses and they will usually take it a lot better from me than they probably do their spouse. And that's just the way it is. You know, we sometimes take information from other people a little better, which is, again, maybe a communication issue. But, you know, getting a professional involved to kind of help you guys work out some of these murky waters, walk through some of these murky waters will go a long way in helping you guys have financial marital harmony, you know, as your relationship grows. Really what you're talking about is is serving as that tiebreaker, right, Danny, that the, the financial mm. professional is almost like the, the, the referee or the mediator. And uh, 
or the therapist or the therapist <laughs> but a little both, <laughs> a little both. Oh. uh but that way you kind of cut some of the contention and we can back it up with facts and numbers when a lot of times it's emotion or strong opinions from one spouse versus another so uh but that's our list bill and uh it, it's not written in stone that you got to do these things, mm-hmm. but research has found that it, it, it helps couples when it comes to that topic. I think money is right up there with some of the other top five reasons for divorce. Money is probably at the top. I think of it us. might be top two. Yeah. Money's usually, it yeah. could be top two. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's funny because like you said, when you're dating and you're, you get engaged, and if you don't talk about these things, right, you're living life pretty well. Everybody, you're going out, you're doing things, things are getting paid for. But then when you get into life and you uh, wind up married with somebody, and if you do pull your money together, mm. then you realize, oh, man, she spends a lot more than I thought, or he is spending money on too many games or something like that, mm. right? I mean, it's uh, it's it's those little things. My dad always said, you know, when you go to get married, you have to you have to find out two things about whoever you're marrying. You know, one, do they squeeze the toothpaste in the middle or from the end? Because mm. that'll drive you crazy over time, wow. he said, right? Right? And I can't remember the other one because uh, <laughs> I think the toothpaste thing is what broke up my first marriage. But I don't remember. No, so, don't wow. Oh, you heard wow. it here first. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but no, but, but his, point, his point was that it's those little things mm. in the relationship that will wind up driving you crazy over time. So if you don't talk about them, or at least when they happen, iron them out, it could be trouble. And I will say this, too. If... They are little problems. They're perceived to be little problems. After you're married, they're magnified 10 times. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, they don't get smaller once you get married. So if you have some things that you probably think you should talk about, do it before you get married. Put it on the table so you guys have an understanding about how each other feels about it. Because after you get married, those things are magnified to a point to where they can become contentious. And you don't want to start your, your new life out like that. This is part one of a three-part series. We're also going to talk about... Uh planning for college next time. So make sure you don't miss the next episode. Want to find out more about Greg and Danny? The website is icebluemoney.com, just like the name of the podcast. Thanks again for listening and hit that like, subscribe button, or follow whichever one you have before you get out of here so you don't miss next week's episode when it drops. Gentlemen, always a pleasure when we get together. Enjoy your time, and I will talk to you next week. And remember, the future depends on what you do today. Your life is an occasion. Rise to it. Till next time, guys. You've been listening to Greg Carter and Danny Bullock and the Ice Blue Money Podcast, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any comments regarding safety and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advice products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. No legal advice options or recommendations are being made in respect to this proposal. You should consult your tax professional or attorney concerning such advice and opinions.